Hello and welcome everybody to the Advanced Real Estate Investing Talk with my co-hosts Glenn Sutherland and Darcy White. Today on the program, we will be discussing uh, joint ventures and syndications. And we have uh, a lot to discuss. And I thought that maybe I could start today and then... Um, and then you can, you guys can interject whenever you feel like it. So most of my experience is actually with private debt. And uh, I only have one partnership. It's in the U.S. on a deal in the U.S. And it's mainly for tax reasons that we uh, took that approach of a limited partner and general partner. And, and the, the partnership is going very well. Um, my partner is rather busy with her own life. And so, um, and I'm in charge of uh, running the day-to-day -day operations. I've organized now that I talk to the, we have a property manager. So I talk to that property manager on a monthly basis. I do a reporting uh, using um, Google Sheets and I share, which I share with my partner so she can keep track of what's going on with a little note every month, uh, giving her the, you know, the headlines of what's, what's going on. Um, Hey, Ari, I'll cut you off right off the bat. So I'm, I'm kind of curious. Um, doing, just, it just popped in my head, setting up uh, the structure with the LP and the GP way of doing it uh, in probably, I'm assuming, are you using an, an LLC or an LP or something that yeah. that's all underneath? Um, what's the cost difference? Like if you're writing it up with LPs and GPs, are you having to get an attorney to draft your documents? Like what added stuff is there on top of just doing you know, a regular LP setup or a regular LLC setup? So basically the idea is flow through. Uh, that the yeah. taxes, uh, you know, the depreciation flows through, for example, and I'm not an accountant. I don't want to be quoted <laughs> on that. Get your own accounting advice and legal advice. And apparently from episode five, Glenn is not an accountant either. No, I yes. am not. <laughs> not since, an <laughs> since last episode. And uh, yeah, in terms of setup, we needed to set up to, uh, we needed to set up a, a C Corp uh, that was the GP for uh, liability purposes and also uh, a limited partnership. So okay. it was about $500 for each and that was our legal setup. Okay. That, and that was just the legal work to do it. And then is there a registry of a title or, or of a, a corporation with a corporate registry? Is that in addition? Because that's what my expense yeah, was. Yeah, we had, we had, that was with the title company. Okay, because my first informal partnership was with my, my wife. And then this next one was with my brother and his wife. So there's no, there's nothing more than a partnership agreement that we wrote up out of a docs in a box, just to clarify that. And when we did our taxes, we have a schedule of real estate statements for Canadian taxes. And on it, we just wrote, I'm 25%. My wife is 25%. And once it's in your taxes, it doesn't really change. So that was the cheapest. And the benefit of that before you put any corporations or any other things was that it did flow through. It went straight onto my taxes, my tax rate or my wife's tax rate. Yeah. Um, that was the simplest, cheapest one, but it's, um, that's generally a first, a first draft. That's what we did our first ones were just informal joint ventures. Nothing, no lawyers involved. Just and you're talking docs in a box. I haven't used that one, but I do, 
it is a good way. Like I have used that several times. I was just doing my taxes for 2020 and I was looking through it and I'm like, yeah, there was uh, in my, you know, expenses, there was forms. I call it forms is what I categorize it as. But I I bought a bunch of forms throughout the year. Um, Sometimes it's, I already have the forms, but sometimes if you buy other forms, you can steal stuff and you can make your forms a little thicker. Um, But yeah, no, um, you mentioned docs in a box. I can't even know what the one I used was, but it's, it's a really cheap way to get docs. And that's what holds some people up. They're like, I can't do a partnership because yeah. I don't have the paperwork. <laughs> yeah, that's maybe the, the first hurdle is just knowing what what is a partnership. It's just two people that agree to do something together and they formalize that agreement. You can write it down or you can have a, you know, spit in your palms, your hands and shake hands or do a blood oath. But it's oh, just, wow. you know, that's how we do it out here in the West Coast in Port Hardy. <laughs> Cut your palm and let your blood mingle. Um, but but no, we, we cut you off. We've been on a crazy rant, um, yeah. rant but <laughs> continue with what you were saying before we jumped all over you. No, that was pretty much it. That's my, uh, my experience. I'm not a big fan, I have to say, of partnerships, and I'm lucky with the one I did. I don't seek them out, and I, I prefer debt over equity. Uh, and yeah, so I think you. Um, so we have it's good today because we have you, uh, Glenn, who specializes in joint ventures and uh, have a lot of experience with this. And Darcy, you do syndications. So I think, uh, yeah, if either one of you wants to, to jump in now and, and share a little bit about how they how they do it. Yeah, sure. Um, I guess if you're going to go down, because everyone knows the positive sides of doing joint venture that you can, you know, get money, you could scale faster, but there is some downsides to this, right? Like, especially if you're taking on a lot of joint ventures, um, I like to have at least a text message conversation with everybody every week um, and ideally a phone call, but it's a lot of, you know, you're, you're building yourself a new prison sometimes because (laughs) you're like, Oh, I want to quote you on that, (laughs) but you're building, like you want this time freedom and you're like, Oh, and you want to scale and you want all this stuff. But then you're like, huh, but I have to like each conversation. It's never as short as you think it should be. That's why Mm -hmm. text messages is beautiful because you can, these are the points. Boom, 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 boom. But you have this conversation. If you get on the phone, it tends into, it turns into an hour conversation with each person just because, I'm, I'm a social guy and I just talk about everything. I'll get all way off tangent, but, and you know, that's, it, it is, a, you're, you create a new prison because you have so many phone calls to get through every week. You've so created like, a contractual obligation to them. You said, I'm going to do this with your money and that you have some level of reporting required, some yep. level of accountability. Um, yeah. You, prison, uh, <laughs> manacles, handcuffs. Yep. But yeah. You're not as free as you think you are. Once you take someone else's money, You've created an obligation. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you've 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 created a new boss. Like you, yeah. ha, <laughs> you've created somebody that you report to, right? Yes. Um, yeah. So it, it people like think it's like oh, it's so much financial freedom, but you've you've substituted to a new boss <laughs> uh, and someone else to report to, and it's not really a boss because they're not really telling you what to do, but you're like you said, you're reporting to them. Um, another thing is that you are an equity partner, usually in a joint venture, um, and you're giving you're giving away equity. Like um, some of these properties, especially people who are doing like these Ontario ones, like, oh, the property appreciated like a hundred thousand or $200,000. You're like, if you're, if you're 50, 50 or however you've structured this, you're giving that away. <laughs> whenever you refinance, whenever you sell, whenever there's 
anything you're giving away a huge portion of it and like Ari was saying like he likes the debt partners I'm doing more and more of the debt partner side because main two things you're not reporting to anybody um you you're reporting to yourself um and you've already got all these structures because you're already reporting to everybody else so it's it's actually is going to run really well it's not like you're just going to get lazy you're in this mode of doing it every month um and so that's one of the <laughs> that's the hard part to doing the, the joint ventures but it is a great way to scale right it, it is a great way to scale um it's a lot easier to sell people on a jv than a debt um uh, thing because a lot of times it's there's the there's the upside and then there's the potential upside that could crazily happen above that right you know like oh so they, you know this is how I plan the deal to run but I don't have appreciation in my deal so there's you know could be more right like sure. I plan it based on hard numbers I have right no yeah. I don't I don't even look at the market oh that's this market appreciates a ten percent or this one appreciates a five that isn't in my numbers um, so that's all bonus money. Also, when you do a joint venture, the terms can be really more in the favor of the joint venture, uh, per, the joint venture person. When you compare with a syndication, where a syndication, you know, usually the general partner is twenty percent. In a joint venture, it can be fifty-fifty. Yep. If we're going to transition exactly. to the to the syndication side, I did invest as um, as uh, what do you consider? I gave, I was a money partner in uh, a syndication, and you do realize once you're in one that you aren't the controlling person um and you do realize quick that they have control to do pretty much whatever they want um yeah. and in the case of the one i invested in i invested in it mainly because i really respected the person who was the the syndicator and i wanted to learn how to do it and i figured you know the minimum investment was 50 grand i'm like i put in 50 grand us and i'll get all the private placement memorandums. I'll get to learn the whole thing, get to see it firsthand. I get to be part of all the, the conference calls and everything else to, to learn. I, the best way I learn is from somebody else, but they just changed the pay structure during COVID and they used to pay us every month and they switched it to every three months. And I didn't get a say in that. There wasn't a vote. <laughs> it was just, this is how it is now. And you're like, oh, but if you were living off of that money, if you were counting on that money, you now get it every three months. Like, so some people, they're like, oh, I'll just give, you know, I'll give my retirement to the syndicator and, you know, I'll, I'll get a cash flow off of it of the 50 grand a year, but you're going to get it now in three month chunks instead of, you know, so it changes. It's one of those things just to, to think about, right? <laughs> On yeah. the other side of the coin, but Darcy's more of the, the syndicator. So let's cut me off and we talk about. Okay. This. No, that, well, I think you brought up some really good uh, downsize to add uh, your lesson. I wish I'd have thought of it a decade ago. Um, debt partners, equity partners. Yeah. Um, you know, the reason why you would take partners, I think now, upon reflection, and why I did is I needed access to more money. We ran out of what we had. So I knew I could do more and I had a track record, but I had to go to find money. So we took 20% and raised 100% of the capital, but we keep 20. We are invested in or we get 20% right off the hop. 20% out of every equity dollar, 20% out of cash flow. Um, I thought that was a good deal. I was, it, it is a good deal. In our case, right now, we are selling in Ontario, nine buildings in Southern Ontario. Um, we're selling it for three times what our debt is. Three, and we've already paid off all of our partners. So right now I'm getting consents today and yesterday 
uh, per our, our agreement to remove subjects and sell these assets. It's we're going to write checks for $16 million. That's a lot of that's a lot of cake. I would love that to have been all mine and my wife's and our families. But simple truth is I shared it with a lot of people to get here. Um, I needed their I need their money to do this. So, you know, it's, it's good. It's a good deal. So for well, those who are not familiar at all with syndication, yeah, so you are the you are the sponsor, uh, Darcy. Yeah. You're the syndicator. You're the one with the business plan. You're going to buy your value add property, add That's value right. to this property, and the way you're compensated for this is by having twenty percent um, yeah. of the pie, and right. and the the limited partners who bring in all the capital. So all the capital being the down payment, the money for the renovations, and also you you like exactly. to have three months of uh, reserve. So yep. those get 80% of the, yep. of the pie. That's exactly it. They're, they're Glenn's 50,000 US and get to watch and then get told by a guy like me, we're going to quarterly payments, you know, because this is just smart because it's COVID and we just got to keep an eye on what our rent collections look like and in case something crazy happens in Ontario, like they shut down the whole province or I don't know, things like that. So that's it exactly. Thanks for, yeah, it's good for clarifying. I did think though, upon reflection, I thought I needed more, you know, more horsepower than I did. And I gave away uh, equity in the general partner in the 20%. I have mm. three other partners. I gave away portions of that equity in the GP because I thought I needed more people lifting weight and doing stuff. Upon reflection, I would not do that again. Uh, anything that you can pay for services, I know it's expensive upfront, realtors, lawyers, those kinds, they don't need to be in your GP. Mm. pay them by the hour write them off against the first year's whatever expenses and move on because they're now participating nine years later in a windfall for just being there at the beginning that's great advice Darcy, don't do that we, we yeah. keep saying lp and gp and i okay. don't think we ever defined it okay good yeah call. good call <laughs> oh, that's good. limited partnership and general yeah. partnership that's right so in this case i'm the general partner i qualify for the mortgages I take all the liability. If there's a suit, it's on me. It's guaranteed by my house, my wife. I sign every contract. That's what I take on my shoulders and I enter into these negotiations and guarantees and everything. Totally me. They are limited to the 50,000 US that they put down. That's all they can ever lose is their down payment. They can never be pursued through the courts. It's like they don't exist. There's a firewall between the project and whatever happens there and their money. Um, and that's good security. You can sleep at night. They know that I'm, because my house and my family's on the line, that I'm shoveling sidewalks, I'm laying down salt and sand, I'm fixing trip hazards and doorways that don't work and, you know, all that stuff. The name on the work order from the city of Windsor is mine. They never know these other people. I, they also don't show up on, on FinTrack reports. What are those? Um, those uh, financial tracking for anti-ML, anti-money laundering, uh, okay. reports they're on the other side of a an lp that isn't even seen by the bank the bank says do you have the money i said yes it's here it's being transferred in it's qualifying on me so you assume the both the moral and the legal liability of the project 
and your LPs, your limited partners, are limited to only the money that they put in. They don't ever take any operational risk. And just a question on Darcy, because, uh, you know, we see in the U.S., you know, there is a, a lot of podcasts and everybody talks about LPGP becoming a, a syndicator. How did you learn? Because you did that way before all of this was, was trendy. How did you learn? How did you educate yourself? Oh, uh, let's see. Hard, hard, you know, hard experience. We did a, you know, an informal partnership with my brother and his wife was our earliest ones. We tried a corporate model because we went to our, our lawyer, our real estate mm. lawyer and said, can you, can we create a company? And he said, yeah, I can do that for $1,250, including GST. Do you need a special name? Well, yes, that's $120 more. We'll register that for you with BC government. All right, that's awesome. We have a company. Uh, it had its limitations, but it felt cool to be a president. Um, it, it works for some things, but then uh, actually I have to give uh, due Ari DeYoung, who's a partner at, in a downtown Vancouver law firm, McCarthy Tetro, having a beer with him at uh, Brown Social House. He sketched out the LPGP thing on a, on a cocktail napkin. And <laughs> that's honestly it. I went, and then did you have to take that to get notarized did you notarize the, 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 Wait, the napkin? i've got it framed just a sec <laughs> it's right here framed man this is a business plan on a cocktail napkin right there oh my that god is awesome that for is our awesome. listeners i am pointing a cheap dollar store frame and a cocktail <laughs> napkin at the camera i have two of these the whole original uh plan was with my uh partner fred rivers at a um at a local restaurant and then this was the whole uh, Roe Ryan LPGP plan on a cocktail napkin from R.D. Young. Uh, he's brilliant. He sketched it out for me, and then we took it to my brother, who's very smart, Don, Don White, and he took it to lead advisors in Syria, and they just fleshed it out. So okay. we paid oh, about $7,000 for that. So, Darcy, we, we've talked a bit about, like, the, the you know, what you're legally and everything what you're on the hook for. Um, what about the other side of the coin? Like, there's a whole lot of fees, and I know every syndicator does this different. How are the ways that you get paid? I know, depending on how people do it, there's like some people have syndicators get paid like 20 different ways. Some people yeah. make it nice and easy. Yeah, we did nice and easy. Uh, you know, part of it was trying to prove to myself and others uh, that it wasn't a fluke. Um, I'm really a show me kind of guy. And I, uh, so we just did a straight 20% and it's all on the back end. If we write a check and there's money after in the accounts after we get paid, there's no upfront fee for finding the property. We don't gross the property mm -hmm. up and say, we bought it for a million. We're selling to the syndication at 1.1 so that we can, I've seen that done where guys take a, yep. a little haircut at the beginning. Yep. Uh, there's no money placement fees. I raise the funds and I don't take a percentage of money from management from that or anyone else. So it has... Some fund managers have come to us and said, are you registered? And how try to figure a way that they could work their people in and still get their many management fees in it. We don't, have a, we don't really have a portal for that. We made it really simple. If there's money at the, you know, $100,000 in the account at the end of it, we divide it 80-20, everyone gets paid. You do your taxes, we do our taxes. Um, I so bet when you're doing your cash defer, uh, payments or whatever, every month or every quarter, um, yeah that's when you get like, you know, your, your 20% comes into that chop too, right? That's it. Exactly. Cool. Cool. No, that's what I'm just curious because there's a lot of different fees that people do charge. Like, yeah, so can we, 
can we dive a little bit more into joint ventures because they're interesting as well because you can it doesn't have to be 80 20 i've heard you know more far more uh, so sometimes people come with the expertise and i know uh, i know a few people who do that and the expertise gets them 50 50 of the pie and then another 25 percent is for the person who qualifies for the mortgage and 25 percent for the money they bring for the down payment i've heard that kind of uh, what can you speak to that uh, glenn well the typical model is very similar to that it's usually like when i hear other people doing it it's like the Usually it works out to about 50-50. The person who is the um, the active partner puts, you know, or sorry, the, the passive partner puts the money in and then they split it 50-50. It's usually a five-year hold. Um, and and that, that's kind of the typical model um, in like really fast. But the way I've been doing it is um, there's a lot less uh, liability and stuff for mine because the JV or the passive partner isn't actually qualifying for the loan. Um, they, they, you know, they're not part of that, right? Um, in often cases, because I'm doing like a commercial loan, even though it's a residential property, um, often it's more advantageous for me to qualify for it because I have a history. Um, you know, they want to see that I've done this. And if I can go show them like, here's 50 properties we did, and here's all the addresses, here's the corp docs for all of them, you know, boom, 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 boom. It's, way more appealing to them than mm. this person who's never owned anything before in the United <laughs> States or has no experience because a yeah. lot of it is asset-based lending. So they want um, to see that the asset's going to be, it's a good deal. And they want to see that we know what we're doing <laughs> and that we actually can run this thing. And by putting them on it, it doesn't make sense. So usually I'm qualifying and usually uh, we're doing um, non-recourse loans meaning like which they don't really have those in Canada so the corporation is completely on the hook for the loan not me personally or my partners personally so the mm -hmm. if, if we didn't pay they'd go after the corp and what was in the corp so if there was a whole bunch of properties in there they'd probably probably try to force the sale of them to get paid um, yeah. but so that's one way we're going on down the side tangent but by splitting it up into multiple corps, there's less liability. By having high, higher leverage on the properties, there's less to take. <laughs> if you wanna make yourself a less target, you don't have a whole bunch of properties in cash. If you do have them in cash, split them up. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's just- Well, that's very, yeah, design. you're right. That's very different from Canada. Um, yeah. every, everyone, my general partners and I, we put our personal net worth on the line for everyone. And they're always, banks up here are always trying to umbrella them together. Like, what else have you got? What else can we group under this in case this fails? We have recourse against all those other properties. And sometimes you can't. Um, and then you just have to pick the right lender and have relationships like last week's about talking about banking, what kind of relationships you have in banking. Well, you have partner, like all these other people who are, you know, partners to this thing. And if you've guaranteed their property on one of your other deals, I don't think they'd be impressed with that. Oh, that would be breaking the rules <laughs> or at least some moral rules for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that sounds good. I think we, we gave uh, uh, a, a broad introduction to the, the different aspects, some of the main aspects of uh, syndication and uh, joint venture. Yeah, two books recommendations by Darcy. One is... Yeah, uh, yeah if you want to do some more reading on this, the, this, the sort of the granddaddy of this is Principles of Real Estate Syndication. This is by Samuel Freshman, third edition. This is a bit old, but the rules remain the same. This is, he's a lawyer from Los Angeles. 
I just uh, read it. It's dry, but it's not. It, it's a big book. There are lots of pages. With you, only need to read half of it. The rest is uh, appendixes. Agreed. Agreed. It is very dry, bone dry. Um, the other one is uh, Joe Fairless's best ever apartment syndication book. A little more contemporary reading and style. A little bit uh, smoother to read. Same good content. Both give you an idea what other guys are doing. Because part and of Joe the Fairless. Joe Fairless recommends that you join, um, what do you call them? Board, board, uh, board, board, board members? You, you be, that you become a board member of a, of a charity? And I did it based on the advice. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. He does, uh, but he, he's junior achievement, right? That's a yeah. Joe Fairless thing, yeah. yeah. yeah it's good. People. It's a good way to give back right away. Put your knowledge to work for others. And yep. that, that Joe Fairless book, I, I have that. I'm actually like three quarters of the way through it I, that was i'm reading it i usually do a book a month but that's my second book per month because i'm i just usually i can't guarantee that i'm going to get through a whole book that's paper <laughs> but i have the paper version of it but um quick short story my two-year um podcast renewal last year um joe fairless donated a pile of those books in order to for guests to say, hey, if you, I'm like, for my two-year anniversary, like, hey, you just leave a uh, review on iTunes in my store, and Joe Fairless will send you a book. I think the first bunch of people, right? And guess what? Huh. And then just send me an email, just tell me you did it. Guess how many books we gave away? No. Zero. No really? one did it. And that's, that, how much how's that book? Is that like a $150 book or something? Yeah, this isn't cheap. Yeah, and I, I had them to give away, and no one took me up on it. And it's an amazing that's book. Okay. Other quick, quick story. What is the most important thing in real estate investing? Do something, right? There's yeah. people that sit and dream. Oh my yeah. gosh. I can't believe it. I spoke at this real estate <laughs> investing network thing where people have paid a, a, a fee to get in. They pay a monthly fee and they don't do anything. They just think about it. I yeah, take I, action. I, take action. Absolutely. Take action. Okay, guys. Well, that was a fantastic episode. Good to good to hear from you. Good to see you, and we will see you all next week. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Bye.